the men's basketball all-time leading scorer, Nigel Pearson, joining us. Nigel, thanks for taking the time. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. 2,122 points all time, and obviously there was opportunity to add on to that, but you know, what, what does that mean to you to be the all-time leading scorer? Uh, man, it means a lot. You know, uh, it, it was, it's been a long process. It's been a lot of hours put into the gym, a lot of angry nights, sad nights, a lot of happy nights. You know, it's been an emotional roller coaster. It's been a, a grind of a roller coaster. You know, it's been ups, it's been downs, it's been highs, it's been lows. Well, I mean, I just remained the course and kept working hard. And I mean, everything else took care of itself. You know, I just, all the hours I put in, I guess the ball just kept finding the bottom of the net for me, some type of way. You touched on emotions, and obviously, it, this this team was on the path for something special. Y'all y'all won that last game here at Strand Arena, and you know, for the foreseeable future, that's the last Bobcat athletic event that we're gonna have a chance to see for a while. So, you know, can you just take me through the emotions? Oh man, it's been everywhere because uh, you know, not only the I mean, the season ended, and so when the season ended, of course, you know, I was planning on using March as a a way to boost my pro career as well, you know, and uh, keep showing, keep show that I'm a winner, show that, you know, say, do something for the city of San Marcos, do something for the, uh, the university. You know, I think it was time. It was, I mean, I, I feel like I, I owed it to the city, you know, I owed it to the university to, to possibly go on a run in the NCAA tournament. Not just make the NCAA tournament. I thought we had a chance to go on a run in the tournament, you know, and, uh, but I mean, so so when that when that ended, you know that that hurt, you know that that was you know probably one of the craziest events that ever happened in my life. And then from there, it also has been a while because college basketball stops. Okay, college basketball is over for me, but the NBA and overseas and all basketball has stopped. So, you know, I'm a basketball player. I'm a student athlete. I'm I'm about to graduate college, but what I don't know what's next for me because of the coronavirus. Like when. What is next? I don't know, you know, due to the current conditions of Corona. Because you're going to be finishing up with a degree in business this May, correct? Yes, yes, I am, man. Uh, I mean, due to my scholarship and my summer aid and things like that, I actually was ahead. So I actually could have graduated in December, but I didn't I didn't want to graduate in the middle of the season. As far as school wise, you know, in the scholarship, I I mean, that was that was wonderful for me. You know, it uh, set up everything perfectly for me degree wise and. Set me up for life after basketball. Hopefully, things get back to normal by the start of the next professional season. And you would have been a lock for the Portsmouth Invitational. The best seniors in the country get invited to that as sort of a uh, way to get scouted before the NBA draft. Yeah, yeah. That that's not happening anymore. What are you kind of looking to do here to see what is next in your basketball playing career? I mean, so actually, so I, I mean, I just go through the whole thing with you. So. I mean, of course, NCAA, uh, I mean, Sunbelt Tournament, NCAA Tournament, of course, you know, saying those were going to be vital opportunities for me to showcase the things that I can do. You know, uh, it was going to be like the, a grand stage for me, you know, me, a platform. Wasn't that, that, that was canceled. Uh, college basketball all-star game, final four weekend, I was a finalist of 75. They didn't cut the list yet. So, you know, they cut it to 20, but I was a finalist. Uh, I like to think I would have been one of the finalists. So that's another platform or, you know, showcase where I can show how talented I am or show that I can play at the next level. Along with that, that same weekend as the college basketball all-star game, I was trying to get in the college basketball three-point shootout. I was also playing in the three-on-three 
for seniors, the three on three showcase the same weekend. This is all one weekend, final four weekend. So those are, you know, three vital events and on top of Portsmouth. So that's that was those are plenty opportunities I had to showcase myself to the next level that I, you know, show my showcase my my talent and show that I belong playing professional basketball at the highest possible level that I can. And all those things were canceled. So it's, it kind of has everything in the world win, you know. Is uh, So as of right now, man, I'm just staying ready, staying active, staying in shape. Uh, I mean, of course, I'm still working on my game. And, you know, when the time comes and the phone rings, I, I'm going to be ready. You're famously worn number 22 for us. Can, can you tell us the story about that, why you're number 22? All right. So uh, growing up, I, I wore number three. You know what I'm saying? I was, I'm the third child of my mother, my third, I'm th- I have two older brothers. So I was third child, wore number three. Uh, then my older brother, you know, who put the ball in my hand, he wore 22 when he was in high school. He wore, that's what number he wore. He liked the number 22. Uh, I don't really know why he liked the number 22. I, you know what I'm saying? I really can't say. I mean, I'm pretty sure he told me, but I, I probably forgot it. Uh, he passed with uh, spinal cancer. So he passed in 2011. 2011 or 2012. I was in the seventh grade. I know that for sure. I was started in seventh grade. So uh, when he passed, I was 12 years old when he passed. When he passed, uh, I mean, from there on, you know, I'm not going to say from right that moment on, I just took basketball, like, as serious, you know, like, let's go lock in, all on basketball, do it for my brother like that, you know. But because, of course, you know, people in grief, when someone passes, they go – all type of directions, you know, it's, it's just how some people grieve is, is different for some, for others. But I mean, I did change my number immediately to 22, uh, water number 22, but I mean, it was an emotional whirlwind for me right there again, you know, uh, it was a lot of growing up fast, a lot of, uh, I mean, cause my brother was like the head of my household as far as, you know, the man, he was the man of the house. So, I mean, my mother was always there, you know, saying, doing everything that a mother could do wonderful, amazing, superwoman, you know. But other than that, it was my brother. So he taught me, you know what I'm saying, everything, how to be a man, basically. So after that, um, number 22, you know what I'm saying, a few years, still playing basketball, you know, wearing 22, wearing 22. And when I got, like, in about 10th grade, 10th, 11th grade, I just, like, my mindset just changed. You know what I'm saying? I guess I just grew up, and I'm like, man, like, everything, like, that I'm putting into the game, you know, it's, it's more than just for me, you know what I'm saying? It's more it's for the, the person that gave me the game, the person that taught me the game. And I just realized that the more I put into it, the more I get out of it. And I like the feeling that you get when you, you know what I'm saying, you get something out of it. So the, the motivation, the grind, and because I wasn't always a hard worker. Like, my brother used to work me out, and it's like, now I remember it now. I, I didn't always remember it, like, when I was working out, but now I remember it as I get older. And my brother used to work out, work me out, and, try to put me through drill and stuff. And I used to be like, man, I ain't like, as I was younger though, I was like 10, 11, maybe 12. But like, I didn't always want to work out. Like he put me outside, made me do workouts, made me do this and that. I'm like, man, I ain't really trying to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I ain't like he getting on me cause I'm not going hard enough, stuff like that. Like I never hear stuff like that anymore. You know, I'm, like I'm always going the hardest as I can give a maximum effort. But yeah, so I mean, he, just one time, like, I don't know how it came. Like, I mean, I guess he put something in my head one day, like, you know, from from heaven, just put it, put it on my mind. Like, bro, it's time to go, you know what I'm saying? It's time to work. And from then on, man, I just, like, 
shout out River Rocket, man. But like when he passed, I, I started to work. Like, I worked out like around seven. Like when he passed, I started to work out more because it was more like, like it was my way of dealing with grief. You know what I'm saying? So I just would like burn energy. Like I stay, stay busy, stay busy, stay busy. So I never had to think like that. Never had to think about, think about losing them and stuff like that. So I would stay busy. I work out like even in seventh, eighth grade. Like I was doing some of the same workouts I do today. You know, just working out with um, guys in college and high school and stuff like that. Not as much as basketball workouts, somewhat like retired guys, but it'd be like track workouts and uh, I used to run hills, man. It, that was a funny story. Like I used to push like trucks and stuff like that, like junkyard workouts like that and flipping tires. And man, that stuff used to be fun. It was hard, you know what I'm saying? But it was fun and it, it all paid off in the long run. Yeah, and, you know, you didn't have any shortage of being pushed when you got here to Texas State. You know, out of uh, Beaumont Central, you moved into San Marcos. And Danny Casper, you know, he he's a demanding coach. But we, we go back a little bit to setting you up for a professional career. Man, he has a structured mindset on both ends of the court. He makes sure that you know what you're supposed to do on offense and defense. And it's not always easy, but you, you took to it right away, obviously. Uh, I mean, yeah, playing for Coach Casper, like, of course, playing for Coach was super demanding, you know what I'm saying? So, Coach, like, Coach made sure that at all times that you're going to do what he, like, <laughs> what you want him to do, you know what I'm saying? Because what he wants, it benefits the team the most. And what, you know what I'm saying, what don't benefit it or, uh, let me see, it will benefit the team. Like, if it, does, if it doesn't work, Coach going, like, he better take his blame himself. So do it my way, you know. That's like that's just like his mindset. Like do it my way, cause I'm the head coach. And if it don't work, then the blame come on me. But if you do it elsewhere, it's like you do it another type of way. And I'm not teaching you this way. When stuff go wrong, they gonna try to blame me, or like everybody gonna look at the head coach. Like, but I'm not telling you to do that. So don't do that. You know, so he's like I'm gonna take the blame if something go wrong with my own stuff. But don't do, you know, don't get outside of the box. And like that's it, you know, it's his, it's his team. So you're gonna do it that way. But the way it works. You know, obviously it works if you look at the, you know, his statistical wins to losses to career, you know, things like that. If you look at his career path, the way, he, you know, the way he does things works. So, I mean, of course, he's super demanding, uh, super analytical, uh, super strategic. Like everything has a reason. And the, the, the I don't know, like the exact word, but he likes to pinpoint a lot of small things. Like he, he'd get mad at someone for being too, inches, three to four, five inches away from where they're supposed to be at on the court, you know, things like that, especially defensively. Yeah, I've seen those tapes that he puts out for practice. And if you're, like, on the wrong side of the tape, he gets mad at you because he says you're, yeah. you know, clogging up somebody else's lane and run, making the play run wrong. I, I can tell you right now, that triple overtime game against UTA this year, that was that was probably one of the most fun times I've had watching a basketball game in a long time. Nah, that was a pretty intense game, man. That was a high-level basketball game. Uh, I mean, and the, the way the game started off, like, I was in a crazy zone, like, before the game. So, like, I'm coming into the game thinking, you know, uh, man, I'm, I'm, like, I'm about to go 30, 40, you know, like, there. Like, I'm finna kill. And off the muscle from the jump, like, UTA came out with, like, crazy defense on me. Like, they were not trying to let me touch the ball, you know. Like, they didn't care. We had a fast break. Like, we were at numbers, three on two, two on two on three, whatever it is. You know, we, we're winning in numbers. They're coming find me. You know, they're giving up layups to 
like let my teammates score to stop me from scoring. And the whole time, I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I rather my, you know, I rather I'm trying to win the game. So I'm telling that player, I'm like, man, that's dumb. Like, <laughs> why y'all doing that? You know, things like that. But they didn't want to let me see see the ball. You know, I didn't take my first shot in that game until like 10 minutes on the clock. Attempted shot, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, I couldn't touch the ball. I couldn't, I couldn't see good shots. You know, I stayed in rhythm. Uh, I mean, I, and I kept playing hard and I stayed resilient. And I ended up finding a way, you know, to help my team win. But that was a great all-out team performance as well, you know. And UTA, they didn't want to quit either. That's what made that game so fun. Like, we didn't want to quit. They didn't want to quit. And but both teams left gaps for the other team to win the game, you know, at every given point. So we just – we found a way at the end. And, yeah, that was that was extremely fun. That was, that was actually my first time winning that UTA in my career. We, we never swept that Lafayette. We did that. I mean, Louisiana, we never swept the Louisiana trip or swept Lafayette, but we did that. So we swept the Louisiana trip both times. That was my first time we did that in my career. Uh, we swept the Georgia schools, even though it was a home weekend, but I, that was the first time we did that. I mean, that was pretty it. That was pretty much it for the first, for the, for the things that we did for the first time this year. But I mean, that was like, that was, that was big for us. And we worked. We won, even though we swept Louisiana, we never won at Louisiana. So we never won at Lafayette. So that was the first time we won at Lafayette this year as well. So I mean, that was that was exciting. And we got the thing about us. Thing why I was so excited about this team, and you know, uh, thought we had so much potential. Like we got hot at the right time. We started off conference one and four. So from that then on, from one and four on, we were like in win now mode. Like, like man, like we got to win. Like we like if we lose this game, we might not even make the conference tournament. You know, so we went and went now mode the whole month of January, the whole most of February. You know, we probably lost three games in both of those months. So we went the whole month of February, whole month of uh, I mean, whole month of January, whole month of February. And, well, we started off March. We lost to South Alabama in a good game. Well, I played terrible, and we still almost won the game. And then we jumped back, and you know, saying we handled the first round of the quarterfinals of the conference tournament, our first game in the conference tournament. So I felt like we were in a good place and we were in a good place. We were playing hard and we, we, we trusted each other too as a team. So, I mean, this was a, it was a good team that didn't get to finish the job, but I mean, it probably like all said and done, look back at it, man, we, we probably, probably were one of the better teams to play at Texas state. I mean, I, we didn't get to finish our season, so it's nowhere to put it like an actual kind of got an asterisk by it. But we probably could have we probably could have been one of the better teams. So, Nigel, you know, obviously we're all kind of in a situation where we can't go anywhere and do whatever we want. How are things with the family and uh, your new baby, Nola? Uh, man, she's doing well, man. Family's doing well. Uh, we actually we just came back from Beaumont. We went to Beaumont. Uh, got, uh, let my mom spend some time with uh, with Nova and. Uh, I mean, but everything's well, you know, we're quarantined, uh, we're watching TV all day, staying up late with Nova. She she don't like to sleep as much at night, so we staying up late with her right now. And, uh, I mean, everything's fun, man. It's it's a blessing in disguise because I get to spend, you know, all this time with my daughter and with my family. So, I mean, it's cool. Yeah, can't complain. It's, every, it's a blessing. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we go, I got uh, – I got my my all-time leading score ball on at home with me, so I show that. And oh yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my ball right here, and then I got my uh, yeah, it's the right way. Yeah. So this was the ball at uh, Monroe when I scored the point. 
It's the same ball from my row, actually. Oh, so awesome. the game, yeah, it's the game ball we played in at my row. We got the ball. It was hard to get though. They didn't uh because how the game ended, like had to just kind of snatch the ball up real quick and just get out of there. But uh Coach House he he already gave them another ball. So he gave them a brand new ball and told them, you know, like we're gonna take the ball after the game. But the game ended real uh, controversial, so we had to, like, really just take it and get up out of there. And then I got got the the poster they made for me on it, like, the – so that was cool, too, you know what I'm saying? I keep all that. If I was at my mom's house and you would have called – man, she got, like, a whole shrine set up for me, so that would have been cool. I got all the – everything I got to text. That even has some of my stuff from uh, high school in there, so uh, maybe next time we do it. I have my own stuff all set up at my house, and then I'll be able to show you a little bit better, a little bit more things. Hey, yeah, and, and you know that that uh, trophy room—it's not going to stop growing. You know, you you got yeah, yeah. you got a lot of basketball left in you, and uh, we can't wait to see it, man. That's the plan, man. That's the plan. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for the time, Nigel. All right, man. Later.